All right, today on the Button Up Podcast, we have Ben Arthur from Everyman coming back for a year one update since his first appearance on the podcast. Ben, how are you today? Very good, thanks, John. Uh, feeling great to be here once more. Um, feeling in a different situation than last time, but um, that can only be a good thing. It's a pleasure to be back. I know, we also had a chance to meet up at Medfluentials to see each other in person, even though we had chatted online. It was great to meet you and, and see the whole crew. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say you're even taller than I expected, John. Yeah, I can do that. I can be deceiving to people. Camera. The camera subtracts six inches, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. I um, I really enjoyed the conference, actually. I think it was a good opportunity to to make real connections, not just digital connections. Yeah, and actually you alluded to it in the beginning is you're in a different place. So a year ago, we talked about how you had started your channel and you had great growth and and all that and now as of I think a month ago you dove all in so why don't you walk us through what's happened in the last year absolutely so I think that um when I was on the podcast last year I think I'm probably on about 10,000 subscribers I think um so now I've just gone past the sort of two-year mark on the channel and pushing sort of close to about 50,000 now so the the growth has been nice although it's not come without incredible frustration, <laughs> both at YouTube and, I don't know, uh, the content creation side in general. But um, good thing is now, yeah, I can I can focus all my efforts on it. I quit my job about a month ago now, so that's a, a relief for my insanity. And uh, it's proven uh, a challenge and a, a different type of pressure in terms of income for certain. So what do you think you have anything to attribute to either the growth or what was some of the stuff that you think was really behind uh, that in the last year that allowed you to make that jump? Um, I think the uh, increased focus on monetization because although growth has been good, it's in all truth probably plateaued the last about six, eight months. Like I've been getting the same number of subscribers a day, even though I'm making more and more videos, which... It's confusing. I'm trying to make every video better um, and and trying to become even better at SEO side of things. But it, it seems to YouTube seems to have decided that's how many subscribers I'm going to get a day, regardless of what I produce. Uh, but also, but yeah, so as a result, I've had to focus on being more proactive in terms of monetizing the channel because doing that and releasing two to three videos a week uh whilst retaining a full-time job i think was about to get make me go insane so proactively emailing companies the products i was interested in featuring um responding more to emails because i honestly barely even had the time to properly go through the amount of emails i was getting bombarded with until recently so i think that's enabled me to actually survive um just off off stuff to do with youtube at least at the moment i'm still attempting to branch out into into other stuff it's um it's a different approach when i think you can see directly the more time and effort you spend on the channel and even the more either sponsors or ads that come onto some youtube channels that increases the quality overall because you can see that they're either reinvesting or um, you know, they're able to put more time and effort into it. I think you see that directly on yours. I look 
I've looked at, I remember finding your channel very early on and, and seeing the production quality and you've definitely stepped it up. I think the most recent one that I caught was your Grand Frank video and you had, it looks like you have a nicer camera. It looks like you're really able to put some time into those. And so it's, it's seems like it's going well. Do you, do you, do you have this, um, this date in mind as you went to Menfluential or was that like maybe a, a point where you really made a turn? Um, in all truth, I did have it in mind on the approach to Menfluential. I I went to Menfluential with number one the objective of being able to in some way recuperate the cost of the trip because at the time I had very little expendable income uh, and flying to America and back um, certainly isn't the cheapest thing to be doing when you haven't got any money. So we did that um, and it worked and I got the got it back in terms of connections, in terms of um, collaborations and sponsorships and stuff, which was a good starting point. But I, I already knew, I said to myself, if I don't do this soon, I need to, my objective was to quit by May time, which uh, I have managed to do, which is great. Um, and it kind of fell into place um, quite nicely because um, I was considering quitting and I was sort of 50-50 about whether I was quite ready to do it. And then the place I was working uh, decided it was going to be shutting down, just like the place I'd worked before. <laughs> because retail, <laughs> unless you're online, you're doomed now. So uh, the shop I was working in said they were shut in um, in the first week of May. And I said, right, then here's my notice. I'm leaving the company. They, they wanted to shove me off to another store somewhere else. But I thought, it's time. I need to try and make something more of this. So that's um, been the case since. I wonder, uh, Ben, if, if um, you could talk a little bit about like the transition on a personal level or like on your like daily schedule level, because obviously the financial part is huge, you know, navigating that transition to full-time self-employment. But what about like when you wake up in the morning, like what's different, what's better or worse now that you're full-time? Um, it's, it, it's very different in a sense of, um, self-motivation because this is something that I uh, honestly struggled with for quite a while in terms of being quite not lethargic in general but um, lacking the kick like other people seem to be able to to wake up and then fully get into into work mode that 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 isn't me I I just have to force myself to be able to do stuff um, so that's probably been the most difficult thing is being able to effectively use the time. Um, at the moment, I'm forcing myself to try and get up as early as possible, normally about six o'clock, no, sorry, just before, about half past six in the morning, um, and then force myself to go for a run in the morning to try and wake myself up to then get ready for the day. Um, I'm not a very, in all truth, I'm not a very organized person on a personal level, which isn't a very good, it's not a very good trait to have. I, I have to use as much software to keep myself organized as possible. So I'm extremely reliant on Google Calendar, um, on this other website called Trello, and uh, the tasks feature on Google Calendar as well, actually, uh, so that I know certain objectives that I have to at least complete that day, because otherwise I just won't get them done because I just end up prattling about too much. So, um, that's proved to be something different, but also I think the whole mindset, because at the moment, a lot of my income comes from sponsors. Most of it comes from video sponsors. So I'm having to 
work in a certain way where I need these videos to be ready by a certain date. So I'm having to try and get as far ahead as possible with terms of videos so that I I'm not left worrying if something goes wrong. Like this morning, my camera decided to break. So uh, luckily, I've already got a bit of a, a backlog of videos already ready to be published, which is nice. Um, it reduces the stress for myself. But it's that knowledge that if I don't keep up with the sponsors, if I don't keep approaching people and getting them to sponsor my channel, um, I'm at risk of losing everything. I, I won't have any money because it's all reliant on me. I'm not working for some company for like a few quid an hour where you know what you're going to get every single day. It's it's a very different mindset and it's one that I'm still, I've only been doing it a month properly and it, I'm still having to get used to it. Um, it's, a, it's a different type of stress. It, it's not the the stress of someone telling you about tons of things to do. It's the stress of, if I don't do this, I'll be on the streets. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. And how is your... Uh... How has your relationship with sponsors changed? Because I know you've always been pretty transparent, pretty open about that. And, you know, you don't, you've never wanted to rely too heavily on sponsors, but obviously need to make a living. So has that changed at all since you've gone full time? Um, Not really, in all truth. Uh, it, I know at the moment that most of my income does come from sponsors, um, which I am looking to change. It's kind of been a, a circumstantial thing at the moment. I'm having to utilize sponsors probably a little bit more than I would want to just because there's no alternative there at the moment um the way that my job's at I can't just go into a job and then say you know I'm going to quit two months down the line so that kind of forced me forces me to do sponsorships although I, I made like a, a pledge list to uh, my subscribers a while back on the things that I would do with regards to sponsorships because every time you make a sponsored video as as you probably know People will rip it apart, call you a seller, whatever. Like There'll be a whole bunch of them comments no matter what. So to kind of not only reduce that, but to also try and keep things transparent with new viewers to the channel who have maybe had a sour taste of sponsorships from other channels, uh, I've decided to make a pledge list, which it's in the description of all my videos now, where they can see. So one of the pledges, for instance, is that I try and remain uh, to a ratio of like 50% sponsored to 50 percent unsponsored content um because i know that for from certain uh, youtubers i kind of feel like i'm being pitched to as, as a viewer every single video and it's it makes me feel like they just want me from what's in my pocket not for actually my attention or for the the human side of things so that's i've got that in place which i think certainly helps uh with that and because i could easily just go and get every video sponsored but I don't know, it just wouldn't be true to myself and I don't think it would make me super reliable, but uh, I, I still reject tons of sponsors, and most almost all sponsors for ones I accept. Uh, to the extent where at the moment I definitely um, work with more sponsors that I actively approach rather than those that bombard my email address from China, without a doubt. Oh yeah, those uh, those emails can be kind of funny though. But uh, yeah, definitely a little bit of waste of time. <laughs> now, last year when we talked, I think you had just launched a Patreon too. Are you still a pro like what? Are, what are some of the alternatives you mentioned that uh, maybe some of your long term plays? So, well, the Patreon page essentially it fell because I couldn't put enough time into it. I couldn't uh, find a way to make it valuable, and it I'm still struggling because this niche. I just struggle to know what I could actually offer that would be time effective for me 
there would also be value for the audience to, to put in there. So um, I'm considering relaunching that at some stage in the next couple of months once I'm far enough ahead on regular videos so that I have a bit more time on my hands. But um, that could be an option. I am getting a lot more money now compared to last year from affiliate links, probably about five or six times as much, which uh, is proving useful because with a, an affiliate linked video, I don't have to have a sponsor. Uh, and that is completely passive income once the, the video goes up. And you can't beat the Amazon affiliates in terms of the way that it works, the conversions higher than buying from the website direct. So it's it's a no-brainer for that one. That's also something that I, I'm wanting to do more. But uh, also, I'm, well, I, I've got planned out a second channel that I'm going to be starting probably in about August time. And which is nothing to do with men's style, nothing to do with menswear. Um, it's to do with darts, believe it or not, which I, I don't know if you play darts in the US. I know it's not as popular as, as here, but um, that's something that I love as a hobby that I probably have a bit more passion for than men's style after making 300 videos. So, um, And I also think that the affiliate commission on that is going to be a lot better from what my research tells me than anything that I'll be doing on my current channel. So I'm thinking of doing that as a second option, as a second stream of income. And it still means I get to be creative and make videos and stuff, which is what I'm I'm best at. I had to go at blogging. I'm not good enough at blogging. I, I find it too boring for me. So <laughs> I need something more um, human, which is what I feel video is. What's the game? Dots, D-O-T-S? No, darts, D-A-R-T-S. Uh, throwing darts, like... Oh. Um, I know it's... A, becoming more popular in the u.s but uh, it's primarily primarily a european sport it's like what um obese pub players play apparently so <laughs> but um that's something i enjoy that's something i think i can smash out the park considering the uh competitor channels that i've seen out there so uh, i've got the it all ready to go um apart from i'm trying to organize um good affiliate relations with the different darts manufacturers before I even start the channel. So uh, it's um, it's an interesting one. Actually, I just had a friend that flew to London for a uh, for a darts competition. That's very interesting. So you're you're now executing on every man at a high level, but then you're also planning a second spin off to that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to continue with every man for a bit uh, at least. I honestly don't know how it's going to go though. I'm I'm becoming increasingly frustrated because the the community around sort of men's style and stuff it's so toxic, um, more toxic than almost any other that that I'm a part of online in terms of even like Facebook groups and stuff and YouTube comments and I know you say they say you shouldn't let it get to you but at times it, it just does when you wake up and you just got people slating you in the comments. Um, also when you put out already 300 videos there's only so much content you can cover uh without repeating yourself and i feel like i'm almost having to be forced to start going over the same tips i've already given out before and it's it's frustrating even if it's reaching you know 80 90 percent a new audience it's still uh it's not doesn't give me the same satisfaction as it once did so i, I will certainly keep that going because i'm obviously reliant on that for a for a long time i have got plans for new video series I want to do, but I'm I'm still not earning the kind of money that I would need to get the type of videos I want 
out there because I, I can't afford professional video editors. I can't afford um, better equipment, really. Like, <laughs> I'm having to replace equipment as it is as a result of equipment breaking. So, I it's... Um, I don't know, maybe this time next year, if I'm really rich, then that won't be an issue. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, what, what would you tell someone who's maybe thinking about getting into the industry right now, you know, becoming a YouTuber in the men's style space after having done it for a while and having reached the milestone of going full-time? Mm. Um, I'd say, um, it, it, honestly, it seems to be more difficult than ever. Um Lots of the big channels have completely now dominated, even compared to about two years ago. Like when I started the channel, it felt like I had more momentum than than I do now, um, because I was able to go in with certain pieces of advice that, that people hadn't heard before. But now, even since then, you know, in two years, these channels putting out six videos a week, it, it's enough to last a lifetime. So they've pretty much nailed down in terms of the algorithm every topic you can think of, and it's becoming very difficult to get your videos and recommended videos against these other videos from these big guys who got a million views a video. It's frustrating. It's still satisfying to do, don't get me wrong, and I still think that if you feel like you're quite good at presenting stuff uh, or are business savvy in some way, shape, or form, then it's certainly worth a try. Um, you just know... know you got to know what you want to get out of it at the end of the day. Um, because if you, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult time for this, um, this genre. I think, I think there's other genres where you get a bit more YouTube favors and more. I mean, I've even heard like alpha M recently complaining about the YouTube algorithm as well, saying even his videos are doing worse. And, you know, if the biggest YouTuber in the genres videos are doing significantly worse in search, then, you know, you just got a question, is it worth starting? So it sounds like some of the stuff you were talking about last year hasn't really changed with the uh, community and the comments and feedback. Uh, unfortunately not. Um, I probably get um, proportionally on positive comments to negative comments. I maybe get a tiny bit more positive comments now than I did last time. But I don't know, these, these dudes on the internet, <laughs> loads of people saying, Oh, you're so ugly! You shouldn't be making star videos because they've seen other YouTubers look like models, and it's just like, ah! If it, it frustrates me, I'm like, come on! Are you saying that just because I wasn't born lucky, the certain genes that I can't make a YouTube video? It's like, what? Uh, the, the trolls are never ending. The, the trolls are never ending. But um, though that's why I'm I'm hoping on starting up the second channel and getting some better feedback because uh, for like the few darts channels that are around, the the comments are so much more positive as a whole. Like it's so evident. You can just go on any video and have a look at the comments, even if the production quality is terrible, even if the um, information is lackluster, there's still all positive comments. So I'm like, you know, I want a bit of that. <laughs> I want some, some nice feedback. Makes me feel better. That's some nice white space. So you're still pro, you might be pro YouTube, but you may be uh, not so hot on the menswear space. Yes, yes, possibly, I, I would say. You know, I, I love the idea of helping guys who dress better um, it seems to have become a bit more of a clickbait competition in all truth. That is very true. I, I kind of wonder, you know, because I've, I've seen the same thing with my channel and other channels where it's, 
you see your view counts, your subscriber counts are going up, your view counts are going down, and every now and then you get a spike, and it, it all just seems very random, you know, and, and I think that, and then, but at the same time, you'll see new channels coming out that just blow up, so I I think that it's kind of like anything, it's, you know, obviously it's not, there's no people behind this, it's an algorithm, and, you know, YouTube's tweaking it and trying to figure it out, so I think it's still very possible to grow a channel, but it's also very frustrating when you put out, you know, I'll put out some some videos that I think it's like my best work yet, and you know it doesn't get any views. So it is very frustrating. And on top of on top of that, the negativity. So it's uh it's definitely not for the faint of heart, you know, especially these days. You have to have the thickest skin. You have to have like snake skin. <laughs> Do we have to survive this and shed the skin every once in a while? But um, at, uh, the ultimate formula. If you want to succeed, if anyone listening to this on. <laughs> if you want to start a YouTube channel, what you need to be is naturally really attractive. Um, you have to have a team of people like making your thumbnails and editing your videos, upload every single day, and the algorithm will love you. And then you'll be at a million subscribers in no time, regardless of the information that's in the video. Well, that would definitely do the trick. <laughs> that's how to grow. That's not necessarily how to make quality content that's actually valuable to people. Um, but if people are purely wanting the best advice on how to actually get to a million subscribers straight away, then that's how to do it. Well, I wonder with your with your new channel about darts, will you do anything fundamentally differently, like in terms of the production of the format or you know titles, thumbnails? Will you do anything differently? Well, um, I, I don't know if I'll need to do a significant amount sort of differently as the moment because there's no competition like compared to this genre. Um, the search, the searches will be lower, um, but I'm hoping to be able to grab a much, much bigger portion of the pie, because the the dudes that are sort of doing that at the moment, the production quality is really low, the thumbnails are terrible. Um, I think they're nice enough people, but but you know it's nothing. They wouldn't stand a chance if they tried to enter this space, for instance. That they'd be looking to get 100 subscribers in a whole year. So um, I I don't know if I need to do much difference. There'll just be a, a lot more reliance on um affiliate links as a sponsorships because i think that um it will be unlikely to obtain decent video sponsors in that space because the brands aren't used to it like these guys people send them stuff and they'll happily give them free advertising which is something i'm not like pleased to do so so it's it'll be a different approach in regards to the monetization but for the rest of it it'll have to remain the same for a while um i my big plan in all truth with the whole of this sort of YouTube online stuff is I really need to get my uh, my girlfriend off work because uh, she's in a terrible job at the moment that's just incredibly stressful for her, which is one thing. But also I need I need the extra hands on deck. Like I need someone who's able to take photos of me for Instagram or, or take videos of me for Instagram because I'm trying to start that, but it's proven almost impossible to do. I don't want to have to randomly find the perfect place to take a photo take the tripod with me, set it on timer, run into position, take a really awkward photo. <laughs> it, it, it's just, I, I need a second pair of hands and, and for all the emails from 96,000 Chinese companies that email me. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. It's, it'd be so nice to have a, a full-time kind of, you know, business partner or uh, assistant, especially someone who is handy with, you know, cameras and the production and stuff like that. I know, um, John and I have started experimenting with uh, photographers, just, you know, freelance photographers, which I've found has been immensely helpful and totally worth every penny so far. Now, I suppose that for your Instagram is this, I'm 
presuming or it is it, it well it's for both you know since because i'm on i got the website instagram and youtube so i find that if, if i can do a photo shoot those pictures will be useful almost everywhere so it's it's instagram uh material for you know a week or two weeks um i can use them in uh, in a video and just kind of use the still images for examples of what i'm talking about and then I'll, I'll write an article using the images too so it's just super useful to have you know some fresh photos coming in every couple of weeks absolutely yeah, yeah i mean that that's the sort of effect i want really um it's just like i i can't afford um to to really do that sort of thing or to employ anyone in any capacity because i i wouldn't be able to live uh, i'd have to move back with my parents <laughs> i want to be able to have some freedom so uh, that's where a lot of my money unfortunately goes yeah like how far are you from london um in terms of cost or in terms of money oh in terms of miles sorry well like, like travel time <laughs> travel time probably about if i was driving it would probably take about three hours three and a half hours okay so you couldn't really tap car. into like the london scene not really no it wouldn't be well i don't have a car so i'd have to take public transport which takes it probably a little bit longer um from where i live so i can't even really get to that place plus my girlfriend would never want to relocate there um, because her family are from further north than I am. So it'd be even further to London, which I know maybe Manchester might be an option because uh, that's a lot nearer to where I live. And that's like second or third biggest city. So that could be of some use to me at some point. But uh, also then you've got the increased rent, which I am already spending a lot on here. So it's um, it's difficult decisions, which these are the decisions that if you're in a like a bog standard job until you're like a pensioner um, that you just don't ever come across. You don't have, ever have to think of these. So it's also tricky because I've got no one apart from obviously guys like you and, and that do stuff similar. There's no one in my day to day life that has a clue about anything like this. Like every single person I know, they just work a random job and it makes it difficult for people to relate to me um, or to, I've gone on to ask questions too, really. So it's it's an unusual uh, an unusual lifestyle. I think that is what sets us apart from, and even people listening to this podcast is that they have an interest in sort of the business side of this stuff, and there is a little bit of a network for it, and that's what you saw at Influential. So maybe we could uh, maybe we could chat more on that because I mean I I feel the same way. Anybody else in my life works you know, other jobs and things and. That's why I find some of the times that we talk to you guys and why I like talking about the podcast so much is it is very helpful. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, I mean, that's also a message I want to be able to spread to young people because I know that when I finished university, I graduated probably about three years ago um, uh, with a degree in teaching. But I couldn't think of anything worse. Uh, and the problem is loads of people are coming out of university sick of the idea of going into the profession that they've got this massive qualification in that they've pounded a load of money into and and loads of time invested in and they and they don't know what to do with themselves and then they just end up working uh blooming news agents for the next five years or ten years or something and it's it's depressing to see because these young people don't think there's any other option they've been conditioned to believe that they always have to work for someone else or that being a doctor is the best job even though doctors work five six days a week which i think is crap so um, it's, I, I personally, I, I'm all about 
entrepreneurship uh, in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I definitely want. I'm actually going to make an attempt to see if I can speak at a couple of universities about it because although they they'll probably hate it because they they want people to go <laughs> go into blooming employment so they can show up the statistics the amount of people that have graduated that have got a job, but but for those people who are interested in doing something a bit different who don't just want to be a slave to society. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, we, uh, we've been doing something since the last time you came on the show, uh, a series of rapid fire questions that, uh, we haven't told you about and you sh- that you have had no time to prepare for. <laughs> oh goodness. Is, is this going to be safe listening? I hope, I hope the answers aren't going to be too it, bad. It, well, depending on what you say, we might have to mark this one, uh, explicit. <laughs> yeah. We know you're a fan of the swears over there. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Which is actually, before we qu- quickly, before we run into these rapid fire questions, I'm making a transition onto my onto my channel soon as well because I feel because of all the stupid expectations and uh, because of the demonetization on YouTube and all this, people are seemingly expected to be so perfectly polite online um, to never say anything even potentially offensive to any person, never say anything that could be ever considered as rude. And it's just, uh, it's just toning down stuff. And I feel like my channel's been a bit too much like that recently. And I think that may be why I've had this sort of plateau because I'm too concerned about the the YouTube monetization and stuff like that. Even though it makes up barely any of my income, so um, I, I've decided um, as of probably in about six videos time because that's how many I've got in advance at the moment. I'm just gonna try and be more me on the. <laughs> on the videos and hope they don't get taken down <laughs> yeah i think it's a good idea <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, well okay then let's bring on the questions <laughs> <laughs> all right all right here we go um oxfords or brogues brogues lifting or cardio cardio loafers or sneakers sneakers morning shower or evening shower Morning shower. Jeans, chinos, or trousers? Jeans. All right. Favorite James Bond actor, if you have one? Um, uh, probably Sean Connery, probably. All right. And, and then last one, if you had to pick one, navy or charcoal for a suit? Uh, navy. Wow, I think that was some of the most decisive answers we've ever had. <laughs> good, good. good. <laughs> I am not... Yeah, that wasn't all, so bad. All without any swear words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No swear words, surprisingly. So it's safe listening, everyone. Your kids can listen to this. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, do, we, do we have a timeline for your uh, for your second channel launch or any anything else that we should be looking out for? My objective is I'm going to start this sometime in August, possibly early August, and I want to be at 25,000 subscribers in the first year. That's the plan, and it's doable. Ooh. It's well doable. So, um, I'm that, that's my objective with that. Um, in the long run, I have no idea. I just know that I've got some exciting series that I want to be able to be working on for later this year. It's literally just a matter of financing the series so so if i got that together then hopefully i'll make some content that's a bit different from some of the other bog standard channels because i i don't want my channel to evolve evolve into something that's just a clone of the big channels so 
I just want to be more myself and see what people think. All right, so that's Ben at the Everyman. You can see his swears at Everyman World, uh, the site and the YouTube channel, <laughs> and future uh, announcer at the World Arts Competition because maybe that could be your trajectory. <laughs> that's that's a great goal, well, honestly, 25k. You see, I actually I actually considered that in the back of my mind. I considered if I make like much better videos than what these other people are making, I'll just try and get on TV. Yeah, that's what that's YouTubers YouTubers in America <laughs> get big. They move to LA and they try to be movie stars. So you can get big and then move to London as an announcer for the darts competitions. I don't, I don't actually want to be famous. I, I just want enough money to be able to not be super worried about money. That's, that's the plan. But uh, thanks for having me anyway, gents. It's uh, been another fun one. Absolutely. And uh, we'll check you out and maybe we'll check in with you next year at 25K. Sweet. Oh, oh thanks, thanks. I'll um, <laughs> I'll be sure to give you a, a fun update if I don't see you beforehand, which I probably will. All right. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of The Cavalier and Brock McGough of Modest Man, and we will see you next week.